Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for February the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country on your radio using the supreme law of the land in the traditions of our founding fathers. They put checks and balances in place. Brilliant. We need to use them today. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Yesterday's quick recap, Dr. Scott Bradley was with me. Both hours, freedomsrisingsun.com. We talked about the Chinese spy balloon spotted over the United States. They say the Department of Defense is tracking a high-altitude Chinese surveillance balloon that's collecting data on sensitive U.S. sites. That's a very interesting tidbit for sure. We'll get into that more because we've got more details on this that are shocking. We also talked about attorneys for Hunter Biden now admit that it is Hunter's laptop after lying to the American public for literally years over this. Biden family finally admits that the laptop is his and the data's real. Well, why do they let news organizations who vetted the story get hung out to dry while the other news organizations were allowed to barbecue them for false information only to turn out that it was right. Answer, election fraud. Yeah, now Hunter Biden, believe it or not, is asking for a criminal probe into the theft of the data on his laptop. He says, yeah, it's my laptop, and you guys stole the data. I'm telling you right now, uh, Hunter's off his rocker. He's opening a can of worms on this. Uh, first off, if illegal activity is on a laptop, uh, you must report it. So that isn't going to go very far. Uh, But the Bidens are digging a bigger hole. The only problem is they're untouchable. If you don't believe me, go ask Hillary. Yeah, they say Biden's going to receive horrible news right after he gives a State of the Union address. Uh, Bloomberg says that. Yeah, uh, Huckabee Sanders, the governor of Arkansas, now will be giving the rebuttal to the State of the Union address. She says she's grateful for the chance to contrast the GOP from the Democrats and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Sarah, shame on you. This partisan politics will get you nowhere. Every one of you are deep state thugs. The proof is in the pudding. Uh, Unless you really do some things to turn the country around, I don't have any confidence in your statements whatsoever. So, yes, we're all going to suffer on the 7th when they lie about the State of the Union. And then the Republicans lie about the Democrats. The Democrats lie about the Republicans. And the political theater goes on. You'll have to come to LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net to get the truth. The truth is, uh, you know what, with very few exceptions, they're all criminals up there in the District of Criminals. And uh, you can't expect any of them to do any good. If you really are true blue, then they'll shut you down in every way possible. If you're a deep stater, they'll be glad to just love you right into the shadow government, won't they? Shame on them all, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Biggs trying to do a good job. He's a representative of Arizona. He tweeted, quote, today I'm finding impeachment articles against the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alondro, I don't know how to say his name, 
Mayorkas or whatever. Anyway, he says, I've got to work on these crimes. He's right. This is what I mean. But how far will that go? Will Kevin double down and help Andy Biggs? Doubt it, but pray so, right? Second hour, we talked about NBC is certainly now concerned about domestic terrorism charges now that folks are starting to point towards Antifa. The mainstream press is like, oh, this is bad. What about when it was pointed towards conservatives? They didn't care at all, did they? See what I mean by the political divide? The partisan divide? The divide that parties have created? Shut down the parties, you criminals. All right, another power grid attack took place at LAX. Airport goes completely dark after suffering power outage. What's that all about? Kyle Rittenhouse, the teen that shot three men in self-defense during the riots in Wisconsin. I guess it turns out that now he's in court again. The first time he won, this time he loses. They say they can, the family can file a wrongful death lawsuit against him. But they already ruled it was self-defense. Double jeopardy, folks. What's going on here? Answer, criminals in the courts. Nobody calls a halt to the con game. Poor Americans are going to jail and suffering. Look at the cake maker from Colorado that won. And then he got sued again, and now he's going to lose because, see, they'll just keep coming after you until you lose, violating all checks and balances, violating all semblance of due process now. They're just criminals in your face now. They don't care about the laws, and we need to start standing up or we're going to get run over, ladies and gentlemen. you got to stand for something or you're going to get hit by cars going both directions. Let me prove it to you. NBA star Stephen Curry, or Stephen Curry is how he likes to say it, you know, him and his wife are all about the liberals and the homeless, and we got to care for these people. And, well, now he's being called out as a hypocrite because now they want to build some um, low-rent housing or whatever you want to say, government-subsidized housing near his mansion, and now him and his wife are rioting. They're like, oh, are you kidding me right now? That's dangerous. We can't have that. What a hypocrite. Wow. Why don't you just let him move into your mansion with you? If you love the illegals and love the homeless and love all these people so much what are you doing to help fix it why don't you let them live by you where you can love on them and care for them and take care of them good old Stefan. but see you're just a, you're just like all the other liberals whacked out riches all get out completely out of touch with reality it's like when all the uh, illegals got shipped to cape cod they rioted and freaked and complained about the governors that were doing that and then what did they do well they moved the illegals right the heck out of cape cod buddy not in my backyards, the mantra for these criminal two-faced thugs. What a shame. What a hypocrite. Shame on you all. All right, the Biden administration wants people to stay home there because of the climate crisis there. They want to reduce your commuting time on the road. They want to go ahead and make sure that you're environmentally friendly, don't they? Yeah, kind of like Joe Biden on Air Force One is environmentally friendly. Not. Again, the hypocrites are just too much, folks. The truth shall set us free. That's a recap of yesterday's show. It's available at lovingliberty.net, libertyroundtable.com. Spread the word, share the love. It's free. Archives are available. So live and on-demand radio, always at your fingertips with Liberty Roundtable Live. Without further ado, Chris Carlson's with us. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you, sir. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose, Sam. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Chinese balloon now called, quote, dry run for EMP 
attack. Yeah, they say that this high-altitude balloon could destroy electronics for hundreds of miles. WND.com with the piece. Um, And we found out there's a second spy balloon now traveling over Latin America, the Pentagon says. Um, This is a serious, serious uh, threat, in my opinion. Uh, Do you want to respond to this one, Chris? It is, and the greatest threat is from within, Sam. It's not from China because uh, the Pentagon has made the statement there was a, a news conference or a uh, general, a one-star general, I don't know why they could find a, a higher-ranked general, General Ryder, <clears throat> in a Pentagon press briefing stated that this balloon does not pose a military threat to the people on the ground. All right, but he's a liar, and I'm going to prove it. Okay, go ahead. You ready? He's an absolute liar, and I'm going to prove it. Are you ready? China oh, ready. says that the balloon is nothing. It's no problem. It's a weather balloon. It's not a threat. And the Pentagon has so far rebuffed demands to shoot it down. But here's why I am convinced that it's a lie. If they know the balloon is not harmful, not a threat, no problem to us, and it's really just a weather balloon from our most favored nation trading partner, the CCP, the Communist Chinese Party, well, then tell me how this works. Listen carefully. Here's the quote. They shut down the airport in Montana and wouldn't let anyone land or take off. But they wouldn't say why. Now, who told us that? Mr. Mayor. Who is Mr. Mayor, you ask? He works for the Billings Gazette. He's a news reporter guy. He's also a pilot. Now, this guy's going, hey, they wouldn't. Let anybody land or take off, they shut down the airport. Now, if this thing is completely not a problem, and it's just like the communists say that it is, and our Pentagon agreeing with the communists that it's no threat, no problem, no big deal, just a weather balloon, why would you shut down the airport, Chris? Um, that's a good question, Sam. I wish The I answer had a is you answer. wouldn't, sir. You wouldn't. <laughs> okay, that's right. That is what I was going to say, yes. Okay, so they're lying to us, Chris, first of all. Yes, they are. And they're lying to us when they say that it's a greater threat for them to shoot it down. They might, uh, the debris might hit a, uh, an innocent civilian or, you know, some infrastructure, which is a lie because Montana is 99.99999% open space, Sam. It, there's nothing that would hurt except maybe a prairie dog. So they're yeah, lying to us on that. can't kill those left handed well. prairie dogs. That'll be serious business, my friend. <laughs> now, I got a question for you Would you be for shooting it down? Um, they've probably got technology where they wouldn't even have to shoot it down. But if that was the only technology that they could uh, use against it, yeah, of course I would be. That, that is just like if there was somebody wandering around in my backyard. I wouldn't shoot him necessarily, but I would consider him a threat. <laughs> I would Without question, situation. now I'm going to tell you this, though. I agree with you. If there's no other technology, fine, shoot it down. I believe there's greater technology, and we don't need to shoot it down. We can tow the balloon down or connect with it in the sky somehow and um, deflate it and bring it down. I think we need to capture the technology and find out what they're really doing. Shall we? Can a nation conceived in liberty 
carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. They say a nuke at such altitudes could literally take out sections of the grid. This balloon is not just a weather balloon. We need to basically not shoot it down and destroy the technology. We need to grab the technology, figure out what they're really doing. We should not have short memories as Americans, and we should be reminded of how China responded in 2001 when a U.S. spy plane hit Chinese airspace in 2001. They literally forced the plane down. Our guys were hostages in America, couldn't talk to our people on the ground for three days. The communist Chinese literally went through that technology like nobody's business. Why are we too stupid to do the same, Chris? Well, I will give you an explanation. I've got it all written down. Here, because I thought a lot about this last night as we were, as I was doing research for the show. This is clearly, Sam, an exhibition of capitulation to China. Whether this is actually a Chinese balloon or not, this could be uh, just a deep state balloon. It could be manufactured in the United States. I don't care. The greatest enemy we have is from within, like I said earlier, Sam. And the fact that this general rider, this one-star general, they couldn't find somebody with with greater authority than him. They rolled out to give this the news conference, which, by the way, he kept saying, well, there are certain things we, we cannot discuss. So why have a news conference when when 90 percent of your answers are, well, you know, that's classified or, you know, we're, we're not prepared to divulge such information for security purposes, of course. Yeah, but hold but, on. He, if it's just a weather balloon, there's no national security about that, Chris. Yes, that's a good, good point, Sam. 
You're right. It, if it's just a, a weather balloon, like they claim it is, which I, it could be a psychological operation. And, and that's what I'm coming from. I believe that this whole thing is a psychological operation uh, to get us to, to get used to China or the deep state, if you want to call it. It's the same thing, uh, violating our national sovereignty. You know, we've got these police stations. This, this is another example. This kind of ties in. Um, about a year ago, we were talking about these police stations that were established in New York, Toronto, and, and other European cities that were under the sovereign control of China, and they're still there. So that's another example. And I, I think it's all a psychological operation to get the American people accustomed to seeing Chinese authority here on our sovereign land here in America. And there will probably be uh, repeats of the same thing in the future. And we better just get used to it because eventually they will be our rulers. I think that's the, the deep state uh, agenda. Yes, but Either if we have anything to say about it, we're not going to let that happen on our watch. And I know right now it seems like we're simply not able to do anything but babble and talk and everything else. But I think we are creating uh, a, a, a people, if you will, the followers of Christ who will at some point push back when the time is right and who will not allow this to happen. And we will eventually win whatever wars come our way. Uh, we will be a people ready to receive the Savior when he returns. So let's be very clear about that. The deep state hates it when I say this, but I'm telling you, we win and they lose. And they can uh, do whatever they want to, but in the end, God does not lose people. So we need to have faith and trust in that, and trust in God's timing. And that's kind of the real critical thing. Sometimes we get so impatient, Dr. Bradley points this out so well, that we want to just take things into our own hands and force the timing. Folks, you got to have yes. more trust in God than that, Chris. Yes. You know that that's a good good point, Sam. Um, you know God is in control, but he he does delegate authority to his children, and uh, we need to be prepared. You know we can't expect him to do everything, and we need to do things like you said, Sam, on his timeline. You know because you know the test is just as much for us as as it is for our enemies. So we need to look at it from that perspective. And if if the military was so concerned about our safety, Sam, and this is another point that I made when I was thinking about how I might respond to this situation, you know, why aren't they giving just as much attention, if not more, to the southern border? I mean, that to me is a huge military um, security threat to us. We don't know what's going over. Well, we do. It's called fentanyl. Uh, but there could be other uh, military threats as well crossing that border, like dirty bombs uh, carried in suitcases. And, uh, you know, just conventional nuclear weapons as well, because we don't know. We don't protect our borders. So I, I thought that was a, uh, a relevant uh, perspective to look at this whole situation from. Now, one of the other interesting things is it's not just over the United States. It started uh, over Canada, too. So now you got the Canadian government somehow in the mix with this thing, too. Uh, the Chinese have done this intentionally to create incredible controversy over this this isn't um I, I don't know what you want to call it this isn't just a uh, simple thing they're making it right. as complex as they can right yeah and i don't know i'm not smart enough i was never good at chess but i do know this that the um international order uses chess and they think five to six moves ahead while you and i sam and other Americans are thinking three or four moves ahead. So I'm not sure exactly 
Uh, we'll have to kind of wait and watch this thing roll out. But it, again, it just may be a conditioning exercise to get the American people accustomed to uh, chi China violating our sovereign uh, national uh, territory. I don't, I don't know. There you have it. That's the problem. And what I believe is they're dividing and conquering us over this. I got another question for those folks that say the balloon's completely inert and not a problem at all. Uh, and others who say, hey, don't worry about our most favored nation trading partner. They would never, you know, have any harm for us or whatever else. Um, Massachusetts representative, he's a Democrat over there. His name is Seth Moulton. I don't know if you know who he is, but he is a Democrat. And he's now starting to agree. He said on CNN that TikTok poses a national security threat to the United States and said it is imperative that the government of the United States take swift action against the app. Now, let me ask you a question. What's of a greater threat to our country? An app or a balloon that we don't know the details of that could take out the whole grid? Now, that balloon can't take out the whole grid of the United States at once, okay? These balloons, if, if a nuke at high altitude were to, to go off or something like that in one of these, these balloons, it would only take out, you know, a couple of hundred miles worth of, of grid kind of stuff. Um, the military would be fine because they're already prepared to handle a first strike. But if they had strike one, two, three, and they were rolling strikes, it would even take out the military. Nevertheless, the idea would be that they were going to put a bunch of these balloons rolling out virtually at the same time to go off in certain predestined locations. But when they've got this balloon over the United States, partially relating to over Canada as well, that's two countries in the mix. The other balloon that they've got floating now that the Pentagon's watching is over Latin America. Hmm. Think about yeah. how many international people they have just involved in their, quote, virtual signaling. Chris? Yeah. Interesting. And, um, you know, like I said, the greatest threat is, is our non-response to it. I mean, the enemy within is, is much more formidable than the enemy without because – um, you know, we, we get used to them. We think that they're our friends when, in fact, they're our betrayers. And that's my concern. Like you said, we, we can, with God's help, we can defeat any um, international threat in, on the face of this planet. But one thing that in, in history has, has uh, demonstrated this uh, time after time, that it's the enemy from within that actually gets us because, you know, we rot from within. And then we well, become and, very right. And because a stab from the heart from an enemy is pretty easy to prevent because you just you're always on the watch. When you've mm -hmm. got your friends and loved ones and people around you that are supposed to be on your team, they can get so close to your heart that hey, you yes. can't stop it. And that's the problem that we're facing. But look, why are we warning about TikTok and saying it's a threat, saying it's a threat, saying it's a threat when we've got our most favored nation trading partner that's got these weather balloons? I mean, they're just trying to, you know, do research and everything. No big deal, right? But why is TikTok a threat, but the balloon's not? See, I don't get it. Well, uh, no, I understand. One's voluntary and one is not. Uh, and I agree. TikTok is a threat. I've seen some of those videos. In fact, I, I, was, <laughs> I was a TikTok star at one time, unbeknownst to me. that Somebody filmed me running after a little lamb, and it got thousands of views. I, I apologize for anybody who, <laughs> who wasted 32 seconds of their time watching me run after a little lamb. 
I didn't think it was that interesting, but apparently kids nowadays are pretty easily Why are entertained. you running after a lamb? Are you trying to get mutton for dinner? What are you doing? What's going well, on? Well, he was sep- he, he, <laughs> no, no, he was separated from his mother. I was trying to run him down so I could reunite the pair, but I was unsuccessful. Even a little lamb is faster than uh, Chris Carlson, I guess. <laughs> yeah, plus you're not the real shepherd in the first place, so I understand. But good work. Well, we try to emulate okay. the good shepherd, that's for sure. So your your efforts are worthy of their hire, that's for sure, my friend. Hang tight when we come back, man. Jimmy Kimmel in the news. The guy's a nutcake. We'll tell you all about it coming up. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live with Chris Carlson and yours truly. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. Some 15 million people across the Northeast are under wind chill warnings. The air is so bitterly cold it could cause frostbite in as little as 10 minutes. In Buffalo, where a blizzard killed 40 people late last year, Mayor Byron Brown says the city is preparing. We are going to be experiencing some of the coldest temperatures that we have seen in four years. The wind chill is said to be as cold as 32 below zero. The National Weather Service is warning of those sub-freezing temperatures. New York Governor Kathy Hochul is urging residents to stay inside as much as possible. For those who have to go out, hat and gloves are essential. The frigid weather is extending around the northeast, with Maine getting the worst of it. About the only upside is that the deep freeze isn't predicted to last long. A thaw could come as early as Sunday night. In New York, I'm Karen Sloan. The Pentagon says a second Chinese spy balloon is currently moving across Latin America. China has admitted the balloon is theirs, but claims it's for meteorological research. U.S. officials assessing that it is another Chinese surveillance balloon. The House Judiciary Committee is kicking off an investigation into alleged targeting of parents by federal law enforcement at school board meetings. The GOP-led committee subpoenaed FBI Director Christopher Wray, compelling him to turn over communications pertaining to the DOJ's alleged misuse of federal criminal and counterterrorism resources by March 1st. At issue is a 2021 memo sent by Attorney General Merrick Garland tasking the FBI to investigate potential threats from parents at school board meetings. At the time, groups of parents nationwide were protesting critical race theory and COVID-19 measures at schools. I'm Dave Collins. A sixth Memphis police officer has been fired after the beating death of Tyree Nichols. The department saying the officer violated department policies. This is USA News. You love your pet, right? So imagine if you were suddenly faced with thousands of dollars in veterinary care. What would you do? Could you make the difficult decision not to help your best friend? If you join PetSavingsUSA.com, you never have to make that choice or face those kind of expenses. That's because Pet Savings USA members enjoy discounted pet insurance to cover both standard and emergency vet bills. In addition, members save up to 50% on staples like food, toys, and treats, all at major pet retailers. You'll love Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-485-8801. 800-485-8801. 
That's 800-485-8801. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Bushman. And I'm not very smart, so I need Chris Carlson, my buddy on the radio today, to help me out with something. I got one more question about these crazy weather balloons that are no threat to us at all. Do you trust your government when they say that? See, the second the Chinese said it's a weather balloon that's inert, no big big deal, I thought, well, maybe that's true. But then when our government said it's no threat, then I knew it was a lie. Now, folks, don't get me wrong. I don't really trust the communist party more than the u.s government but i don't trust the u.s government more than the communist party either why because we've proven they're in bed together from election fraud right on through all right now here's my question because i'm not really very smart and i i really need you to kind of help me get this figured out chris you ready Um, i'll do my best the latest headline at the bottom of the hour says this northeast faces ferocious Arctic blast and wind chills near minus 60. They say they're breaking chill records. Is there a link between minus 60 chill records and a communist Chinese weather balloon? I don't think a little old balloon can cause uh, weather changes that extreme, Sam. I don't know. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know what technology they've gotten, how far along they are in weather warfare, weaponizing of weather? How do you know? But I'm telling you, you got a balloon uh, down south uh, in Latin America, you got a balloon up here, and you got crazy wind chills minus 60 breaking records, sir. And I don't know if there's a link or not, but you wonder. Now, can that balloon do it all by itself? Your point's well taken. Maybe not. But can that balloon communicate with other devices or yeah. other things that could? Possibly so. Right? I don't know. I'm just telling you, it's fascinating how those two seem to be, what? Just coincidentally in unison there, Chris. Yeah, well, we're we're getting in a lot of cold weather here. I'll give you an example. For the last three years, I have some equipment that has um, done pretty well in the winter, but this winter it was so cold that it literally um, the ice uh, freezing inside uh, one of my filtration canisters actually uh, burst, whereas it never has done that in the past. So we're getting some serious, serious cold weather here. And uh, but that doesn't go along with their narrative of global warming. I guess yeah. it does go along with their narrative of uh, climate change, though. It does go along with their narrative that it's no no harm, right? Except it's just so cold, it's killing people and everything else. Other than that, hey, no big deal there, you know. So I'm just pointing this out. Do I have facts that the two are linked? No, I do not. But I find it eerily beyond coincidence. The communist Chinese yeah. in America is saying, hey, there's nothing to this. Don't worry. It's just a weather balloon. And now we've got this crazy weather blasting across the country. I don't know. I don't know, folks. Well, there's no there question in my mind. You know, Nick Bagic, Baggage uh, from Alaska he used to be a uh, senator from Alaska, did a lot of nope, research. His brother was a senator. He was, he was just a scientist, and he used to be on my program That's all right. the time. 
Uh, and he's a great guy, and you're right, the harp system. So uh-huh. can that balloon do it? No, but could that balloon be a transmitter of some kind that could feed data yeah. to something else that could do it? Uh, very possible. You know, I have low-level yeah. audio signals, but when they get to the transmitter, they get amped up pretty good. I'm feeding that transmitter, though, with very low-level stuff. Well, could similar things be happening? Very, very possible. Uh, to the point where if the government doesn't come clean with a little bit more transparency on this, I would start to say probable. And you would say, well, Sam, you have no evidence of that. And I'd say, you're right, I don't. We don't have any evidence of anything except for your government says it's all fine, don't worry. But since you can't trust them, whatever they, whenever they say that, you know that it's not all fine. You know that there needs to be a worry. All right, switching gears, enough of that. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is in the news, and he is an absolute buffoon. I, I don't mean to be rude, but... Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Mike Lindell have been fighting for quite some time. Mike Lindell, as you know, believes there's election fraud. I completely agree with Mike. Uh, And uh, Mike Lindell um, has been mocked by Jimmy Kimmel on Jimmy Kimmel Live for the last several years. And they've been kind of sparring back and forth. But Jimmy tried to attempt to humiliate Lindell uh, by having him on his show and putting Lindell in an arcade machine. All right. And what happened yeah. was uh, Kimmel said before the program, hey, will you come out in an arcade machine? It's just part of our stick or whatever. And Mike's like, sure. And Jimmy was surprised that Mike would even do it. The problem is it didn't work out very well. Mike cleaned the floor with <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, here's some of the soundbite to give you a hint of how it went. All the colorful, unhinged characters who've come to prominence in the political era of Donald Trump. Our next guest is probably the most enthusiastic to help him overcome his debilitating fear of machines. We have installed him inside a claw machine for his interview tonight. Okay, Joining pause. us now from the corner of Donkey Kong. <laughs> just pause it. You don't want to turn it down. You just want to pause it. So do you see how he started out? All the unhinged characters. And now he's rolling out this guy in this arcade. The whole attempt was to bring him on and mock him. What a disgrace Jimmy Kimmel is, though. You don't bring people on to mock them, to ridicule them, to shame them, to bully them. But that's what he tried to do. I don't bring on guests to do that to them. Even if I disagree with a guest, I a lot of times hold my comments and let them have their say, not because I'm afraid of them, not because I can't debate and spar with them, but because it's the respectful thing to do. And if you're not going to have them on to at least hear what they have to say, then don't have them on. Okay, what is this, a clown show? Well, for Jimmy Kimmel, it is. But for me, I want intense, real, candid dialogue. And if I disagree with somebody, I'm going to let you guys learn, listen, consider, and come up to your own conclusions. Make up your own mind on something. I'm not going to, anyway. I wanted to highlight that, though, because that's how he starts out. It was a, an assassination, uh, virtually speaking, in the media right from the get-go. It continues. Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Hello, Mike. Jimmy Crumble, is that you? It's me. <laughs> well, Mike. First question, Mike, is why do you think people don't take you seriously? Well, I, you know, I want to tell you this, Jimmy. Remember okay. when we were kids? Pause and, one uh, more time. Why do you think people don't take you seriously? He started out talking about unhinged, crazy. Why do people not take you seriously? He's got him in a literally an arcade machine. He's trying to make it like uh, 
Mike Lindell is the clown. But it backfires. Here it goes. We questioned these carnival games, whether they were rigged or not. Yeah, right. But But when we spoke up back then, we didn't get sued, did we? No, that's right. Hey, Mike, get rid of that kid. Will you give him a toy or something like that? There you He's go. A... You got a winner. It's a rigged game. It's a rigged game. It's a rigged game. <laughs> Mike, I know that you're distrustful of machines. Now that you're inside one, do you feel differently? No, same thing. There's, uh, there are computers can be rigged out there. Yeah, absolutely. In elections. You know that. Did you ask Donald Trump uh, whether you should do this or not? Do you run this sort of thing by him? No, I didn't, Jimmy. I did this all on my own. I wanted to be on your show. You, you, you know, you kept telling me to come on, but you, you know, I seen the monologue there. You said it's because to put me in here because I was wasn't vaccinated. You tricked me. You did it to be funny, huh? Yeah, no, I didn't. No, I didn't want you in there because you weren't vaccinated. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even remember why I decided you should be in there. Just, no, you said it on your show. It seemed like a good idea when it happened. I have to say, I was very surprised when you said. You would do it, but you know, I put it out there, and so you said yes. So yeah. I, you know, I'm honoring that commitment that well, I made no, on the air. Great. 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 Great <laughs> so last week, Mike, you uh, actually during the weekend, you you ran for chairman of the Republican National Committee. This is the committee that uh, is kind of in charge of fundraising. It decides where the money goes. It's a very powerful group. Correct. And you seemed, by my count, very confident that you had a chance to win this thing. Let's look at the tape. I'm running for chairman of the RNC, and I plan on winning. And you know what? I plan on winning. I want to win that RNC chair. We're ahead in every single poll out there. I'm 100% all in, and when I go all in, I go all in to win. I just want to win, everybody. Not only am I going to win, but we're going to, it's going to change real fast. Are you confident that you can win? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of them are going, do you think you can win? Do you think you win? Of course I'm going to win. Mike, some of the polls show you winning this. Oh, yeah, yeah, they all do. Now, Mike, the poll actually did show you as the favorite, right? The Rasmussen poll. That's correct, yep. And then this happened. Mike Lindell received four votes. Carmeet Dillon received 51 votes. And Ronna McDaniel received 111 votes. Now, pause. Now, does this seem like an... All right, so I want you to hold for a second. So... Uh, Jimmy tries to fire every volley at Mike that he can. Hey, you're a clown. Yeah, I wanted to come on your show. I was willing to be a clown to come on your show, but you know this is all rigged. Uh, The games back in the day, we wondered as kids if they were rigged. Now we're wondering for reals what's rigged, and Jimmy got slaughtered. Then Jimmy comes, comes back and tries to mock him on this vote. All the polls said that Lindell would win. However, Lindell lost badly. He tries to use that against Lindell, and here's Mike's response. Indication that maybe your barometer when it comes to voting is off? No, what it seems like, Jimmy, is that the RNC did, that their representatives didn't listen to the people of our country that wanted a change in the RNC leadership because I was the top of all the polls. I almost doubled both of them combined in the Rasmussen report, which came out last Thursday, the day before the vote. So they, you know, I didn't realize that they, uh, you know, that they would, I would think that they would have went with what the people wanted because they represent the people. Do you believe this was a rigged election too? Pause no, now. absolutely Pause. not. So uh, basically he slaughtered him. Now what we're saying is all the polls must be rigged, huh? To basically try to make it like Lindell was the rock star and then, hey, he got slaughtered. Uh, either the polls are wrong. What, what's up with that? Are they rigged or are they just wrong? 
So he tries to pin it on Mike. Mike answers wisely. Jimmy loses that one because Mike says, yeah, they didn't even stand for what the people want. They represent the people, though, and they should. Well, then he tries to say, well, what about this election? Do you think this election was rigged? Now, listen to Mike's incredible response. Jimmy, because there was no machines involved. It was paper ballots hand counted. Right. Okay. So um, you lost. You would have lost either way, I guess, is what you're saying. Well, I don't know if I'd have machines. I, somebody could have filled with the numbers, right? You distrust Pause. machines. Um, so incredible. So he then tries to trap him and say, do you think this one was an illegal vote? No, because it was hand counted and paper ballots. This one was real. I lost fair and square. Then he says, so you would have lost either way. No, if I had machines, I could have won. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. so see, Jimmy is every volley he throws. He's getting slaughtered. It gets worse. Go ahead. Does that is can does that extend to like sewing machines? Uh, yeah. Tell me, like, are what about ice machines? Are you okay with those? Uh, Jimmy, I, you know what? I'm okay. You know, you can you can make fun of that, but we know the machines I'm talking about are voting machines, computers used in elections because we want to have elections and not selections. So not like the George Foreman lean mean grilling machine would not be on your list of things to melt down and make into prison bars. No, no, just the voting machines. We got enough of them to melt down into prison bars. Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine. They. They're cool, right? What's that? I said Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine. I can't hear you, Jimmy. I can't hear you. You've ch you've I'm sorry. It turns out you're locked inside a claw machine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the differences between you and the claw machine is claw machines let go. And you will not let go of this voting thing, will you? Never. I want to save. I want to help save our country, and I love our country. I love the people in our country, and uh, we've got to get rid of the computers in our in our elections. Mike, I have to tell you, and I mean this sincerely. I believe that you that you believe this stuff. I believe that you are really convinced that. I mean, the evidence that you presented is nonsensical, but I do believe that that you are convinced that there is. Again, I believe you. You're a great clown. You're disconnected from reality. You don't have a clue. But I believe you really think this crazy, whacked-out stuff. It's not credible, but now listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen, to Lindell's response to this charge. Is some kind of a conspiracy or malfunction or whatever the case may be. I don't believe that Donald Trump believes that. I think Donald Trump is lying when he says he thinks the election was rigged. I think uh, Giuliani is lying when he says it. I think Kerry Lake is lying. I think for them, these are just excuses for losing an election. Uh, what do you say to that? Well, I say, um, Jimmy, no judge in the United States has looked at the evidence. They've all kicked the can on standing. No one has ever looked at the evidence based on merit. 
And isn't that, uh, I'm isn't just going to keep sounding the alarm until somebody looks at it. We gave it to the Facebook fact checkers, Alan Duke. He looked at it and he won't. Now he just went away because he knows it was true. But the I Supreme say to you, Court. Jimmy, I'll give I'll give the evidence to you. We'll okay. come back two months later. I'll pay for your cyber guy if the if the show can't afford it. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have him check it out. You know, you're getting a big audience tonight, so you could afford it. Mike, Great. I'll bring Mike, you the you see that you see that little girl we'll with the, the show. With no, that pause, little girl with the overalls. So he slaughters him. If your show can't afford it, I don't know if you know, but Jimmy Kimball is way down in the ratings. So he slaughters him on that. If your show can't afford it, I'll pay for it. Uh, then he literally says, you're getting a great audience tonight. Hint, hint, it's because of I'm on your show. But then when they mock him and say there's no evidence, the evidence is nonsensical, he basically says, look, there's not a judge in the land that has the guts to evaluate the evidence. That's the problem. So home run after home run by Mike Lindell. It continues. Calls on. That's our cyber guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking yeah. good. I knew you would. <laughs> How much has this crusade cost you personally, Mike? Uh, over $40 million, and that's counting building your great network you watch all the time, Jimmy. That's Lindell right. TV, that's part of the cost. I'm your number one fan. That's uh, sure. sure. There's no. He even gets the chance to promote his Lindell TV on their network. And he says, hey, I spent a bunch of money, but I built a new solution in the media. And you're even watching it, Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't even deny it. Huge plug for Lindell TV. It's incredible. All right, continue. No question about that. Uh, you, uh, your my pillows used to be in Costco. They used to be in Walmart. They used to be in Macy's, Bed Bath and Beyond, etc. Right Where the heck are they? Hello? <laughs> is anybody? Where the heck is they? Oh, oh. oh my goodness! It's another Mike Lindell. Oh no, no, not Jimmy! It's Jimmy Crumble. I can't handle it right now. I don't got time for you. I'm looking for the law offices of David Busters. Well, no, Mike, Mike David Busters isn't a law firm. It's uh, like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults who enjoy wrestling. Well, I'm being sued for $1.3 billion, <laughs> and I need some representation. So it's right, right here in the law. So... Jingle and Jehoshaphat, how did I get in there? What kind of dark magic is that play? <laughs> you, Mike, you agreed to be... Well, one of the mics agreed to be interviewed in the claw machine, so... I knew it! It's a machine! It's the Antifa Chinese All devil right, crazy! You can, you can, uh, so he literally turns into the clown character to finish off the segment mocking Jimmy. Every point you threw at me, I slaughtered you, and now I'm going to give the audience some fun. I'm going to pretend um, that it's this claw machine. But the end result, Americans get it. It is the machines that are the problem. And I'm telling you, Jimmy Kimmel lost big. Chris, your analysis. Yeah, I think the prank backfired on Jimmy Kimmel and uh, his socialist uh, comrades <laughs> uh, because Mike Lindell came across uh, as credible, as not being a sore loser, and is being very articulate and very confident. And so I think maybe this little uh, trick that they tried to pull on him actually backfired because he didn't fold under the pressure. He didn't look like this sore loser type person that was just bitter because he had lost. He, he, None he of it Adam. rattled Lindell. Every bit of it rattled Jimmy. Jimmy didn't know what to do. And he, he had a big old card somewhere or a list of things he was going to try to throw at Mike. And he literally went through every one of them till he was out 
of bullets. And Mike Lindell scored big on every single one of them and mocked Jimmy at the end. He promoted his TV network. He promoted his MyPillow products. He I mean, it could not have turned out better for uh, Mike Lindell or the truth about the machines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think this was a, a, a score for uh, the conservative element of society. I think maybe some people... Because a lot of people, when 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 you talk about people like Mike Lindell, I mean, you you the media creates him out to be this this monster who's just running around moping and complaining, and just bitter. But he turned out to be a human being and very much humanized him. And I think that that's a, a plus for our cause, Sam. A very likable one. I introduced Mike Lindell on stage uh, last July when we had our. Um our press conference promoting uh, that sheriffs need to investigate election integrity issues all across the country, all 3,000 of them. Uh, and I was able to introduce Mike Lindell on stage for that event. He is a real human. He is a real person. And he's a likable person uh, as well. And Kimmel got absolutely humiliated. It was incredible, Chris. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I, I think this... Uh... And a lot of times I think uh, God will allow us to make these advances, number one, because, you know, he loves us. Number two, to further incriminate those who want to uh, dig in their heels on the side of these machines are safe and effective. And um, oh, I guess that would be the, the shot. They're safe and effective. But, you know, they're, they're trustworthy. And I think God just just allows them to further condemn themselves when they hear this credible voice, this this very human person, uh, Mike Lindell, and it it does score a point for our side. And I'm I'm glad that uh, that was able to happen. Hopefully that'll help recruit people to the realization that these machines are fraudulent and they can be programmed. Which is all right. <laughs> I'm going to double down and give Jimmy Kimmel a little more proof in defense of Mike Lindell. I consider Mike Lindell uh, a friend. I think he's spot on on the point, and I will double down and support him on this. But here's the headline. Are you ready, people? Elections under investigation after votes double counted, possibly flipping the outcome of the race. Bob com. Officials in New Jersey have announced a formal investigation into the general election results from, and then they give this county. Let's see if I can. Monmouth or Monmouth. Anyway, Monmouth, Monmouth. County. Uh, a statement from Attorney General of the state, Matthew Platkin, confirmed a quote, full investigation is warranted based on the evidence. At hand. So, just for the uh, whacked out Jimmy Kimmel's of the world. So, you think Mike Lindell's evidence is whacked out and unhinged and not real and everything else. What do you say to the uh, Attorney General of Virginia, sir? Chris, what, what do you think oh. he's going to say about that? <laughs> well, it, it, the mainstream media is not going to, probably the local media there in Virginia will report it reluctantly. Um, but unless it hits the mainstream media and it, it is added to all the other evidence that Joel Skousen has um, uh, at, 
brought together, it's, it's not going to affect. But I, you know, I'm already convinced. I know that these voting machines are fraudulent from the beginning. I thought it was a joke when they introduced them. So let's hope that this gets um, this gets uh, wide coverage, which it won't. But, you know, in the I slipped. Alternative uh, I slipped. It's New Jersey, not uh, Virginia. I'm sorry. Uh, the oh, uh, ger- attorney general of New Jersey uh, says, look, there is evidence that can't be ignored. A full yeah. investigation is warranted based on the evidence at hand. Um, wow. Now you also look at Arizona and go, huh, are you confident in those results? They literally forced people to vote to certify the election when those people who were certifying didn't believe that it was certifiable, if you will. But they were vote, forced to vote yes anyway. Is that yeah. the kind of elections that we're comfortable with, people? That plus they, Now, where's Jimmy when the evidence rolls out there, Chris? Is he just too busy in his clown machine or what? Well, that's not entertainment, Sam. I mean, just looking at bore, boring evidence doesn't make people laugh. <laughs> that, it makes people uh, wake up and <laughs> become sober. <laughs> uh, yeah, but what it does do, though, is write the republic, which I am highly interested right. in, sir. Yep. In fact, I was going to um, label this segment, uh, he who laughs last laughs loudest, which is an expression in you know English parlance that's, that basically says, you know, the, the people who are right all along will be the ones who will be grateful that they endured the, um, the slings and arrows thrown at them and ridiculed them because they stood for that which was right and godly and um, constitutional and we're we're those people we're being mocked and laughed at and pointed fingers at and told that we're so wrong we're gonna you know eventually they i think they want to eliminate us from the gene pool but we'll see who wins that battle ladies and gentlemen they will create the clown machine or the arcade machine to try to trap mock and destroy us but god will turn it against them god will bless protect and prosper us but it's according to his timetable and according to his will he might whittle down the army like he did gideon my fellow americans he might i don't know what god will do i'm not god but i know i trust him and i know he lives and i know he loves us and i know we the people if we repent and turn to god and we're on his side we win in the end wrap up the hour will you chris Yes, sir. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Hour 1 on the can. Hour 2 coming up. More Chris Carlson on your radio. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate. It's the only time we believe in liberalism. Uh, Liberally donate to our cause, will you please? Other than that, stand for God, family, and country, will you? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live. 
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. Ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, free, continues on your radio. This is the broadcast for February the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is indeed our two of two. The goal always to promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property. To do so in the traditions of our founders, using the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders and the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. Chris Carlson with me. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Sam. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson, re-reporting for duty, sir. They just might ruin your life, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, based on um, what Amy Sterner Nelson and her husband went through, they certainly could. I don't, I'm not worth nearly as much as these folks. They're millionaires, but um, Amazon, is they're billionaires, maybe even trillionaires. It's hard to tell. <laughs> with these companies because they have ways of hiding their assets, but they're certainly powerful and they're certainly tied in with the federal government in particular, the department of justice. So this is a, a, could have been a nightmare. Well, it was a nightmare scenario, but it does have a happy ending. Um, The Nelsons actually won this case and they got Amazon and the department of justice and the FBI off of their backs, but they went through heck to get there. So Amy Sterner Nelson, um, and her, she speaks in behalf of her husband. Her, her husband was the target um, of an intimidation campaign, Sam, by Amazon, for whom he used to work. He is a real estate agent, but uh, the problem happened after he had actually discontinued his services with Amazon as a real estate agent working for their cloud service department. So I get basically that's just um, you know one of the, one of the aspects, one of the. Uh, aspects of their services that they provide uh, cloud service in fact they just got a, a 10 billion dollar contract from the nsa to do cloud services for the nsa to give you an idea of how tightly tied into government these folks are so let's start from the and top understand they- that these these uh, huge corporations this is a departure from the norm in the old days co- companies had to kind of grow organically and it was very hard to get huge 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 companies like that because the organic growth you know it's the ups and downs of business uh, prevents a lot of it but these businesses were launched by government financing in the first place ensuring Mm -hmm. their growth to literally um epic proportions meaning that that they've got government funding and government protection and government privilege and government uh, Etc. to where they become literally virtual monopolies overnight. Look at Google to make my point. Look at Facebook. Look at Amazon. Every one of those had government funding at their core and their inception, Chris. That is important yeah. to note in the history and the reality of how these companies get in these positions and have such tight-knit relationships with government as they continue forward. Yeah, and that's something that that I didn't even think about. That's that's a good point. And the uh, the funding arm of the CIA and other uh, intelligence agencies in the government is InQtel. We've talked about this in the past. So InQtel is a funding arm for the uh, intelligence agencies, uh, justified by the fact that they need to invest in certain private sector companies 
like Amazon, um, you know, like other uh, contractors, military contractors, to get those up and running so that they could be used by the CIA, by the NSA, and by other intelligence organizations to fulfill their their roles to protect the American people, of course, you and me, Sam. Yeah, They're now it's even deeper than that to... because they use Inc.Util money, a corporation controlled by your Pentagon and CIA and Department of Defense, mm-hmm. uh, the military arm for sure. But it gets worse because then what they do is they partner these uh, companies that they grow, that they incubate in Inc.Util, if you will, uh, and they partner with university talent. So they get this university dollars rolling and research dollars rolling. Yes. And so even when you yes. track the dollars to the corporations, you're only seeing part of the picture. You've got to look at the research and the R&D and the, and the uh, uh, incubation from the university side as well. And that's billions of dollars that no one's even looking at in relation to these corporations. But they have everything to do with the training of the personnel that run them. Uh, they have everything to do with the incubator of, of ideas and, and um, testing and all that liability that normally goes with a company for startup is now transferred to the university as well, Chris. Yeah, so they then become beholden to the government's agenda, which, as you know, is not good. So, yeah, instead of to the people, and there's no fear of going out of business. Amazon, there's no fear of Amazon ever going out of business. There's no fear of Facebook. Or um or uh until it's, or until it's government usefulness ends, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be artificially propped up by Federal Reserve notes that are created out of nothing. And I can't always trace the the pathway they, they follow, but yeah, that's it. So getting back to the story, Sam. So recently, um Amy Sterner Nelson was targeted by the Department of Justice. And here's the interesting thing, they didn't even know that Amazon was behind this for, for a long time until they... When you uh, say they, you mean Amy and her husband didn't, but the government did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, it's always secretive. There's always always information that's, that's intentionally left out to, to manipulate these people. So what happened, I'll see if I can... There's a lot of material here. So let's see what we can do. So in the year 2019 amy sterner nelson's husband now he is anonymous apparently he doesn't want to get involved so we don't mention his name i don't even know what his name is but uh, his wife who's very articulate uh, well-educated lawyer um, went on glenn beck's show and uh, was interviewed by glenn beck and it was just shocking some of the information that she divulged about this whole ordeal that she and her husband had to go through so Amazon got the Department of Justice. And by the way, this was in uh, 2020. This was the Justice Department under uh, Donald Trump and Bill Barr. So this was supposedly under this conservative president and his conservative uh, nominee, Bill Barr, that all of this uh, started to transpire. I just think that's interesting to know. And they used civil asset forfeiture uh, through the FBI to confiscate all of their bank, money in, in their bank accounts. And they're very wealthy people. Uh, her husband, Amy uh, Sterner Nelson's husband, is a real estate agent, has a lot of assets. But the FBI and the Department of Justice was literally able to freeze all of their bank accounts without charging them with one crime. And that's the thing. Even though Amazon lied to the Department of Justice claiming that um, – Amy Steiner, sorry, Amy Turner Nelson's husband was uh, guilty of this crime called private, and this is a quote, 
private sector honesty services fraud. They use that. And here's the interesting thing. There's so many laws on the book, Sam. And you and I, there's, in fact, I'm going to take a little bit of a sign. Like, do you mind if I, if I talk about a book? Uh, let's see if I've got this here. It's called Three Felonies a Day. And it's by a man by the no, name. No of problem. The, the genesis of the book is this idea that he said, hey, people can't even live. Good, honest people doing their very best to be law abiding. You can't even live without committing felonies because there's so many laws, so many criminal and civil offenses that you can commit that every one of us wakes up. Every one of us is a felon by 9 a.m. Anyway, continue with the book. But that's the, the kind of um, beginnings of how he came to this and wrote this book, by the way. Yeah, and I thought I had the information in my fingertips, but go go Google it. Um, I, I don't even have the author's name right now, but basically the rationale is that the, the Justice Department or any other legal letter authorities can literally charge you with a, an obscure crime that no other lawyer in the world knows about. But, you know, through through their means, they can they can charge you with any crime that they, they can, you know, search their huge – um, endless bad databases to con- convict you of, at least charge you of. So this crime that he was uh, charged with was private sector honest services fraud, and I've never heard of it. I could probably ask my local lawyer who has never heard of it, but they use this as rationale to get out of a, a $60 million contract with Amy Sterner Nelson's husband that they apparently wanted to get out of, uh, where her husband was per, uh, helping them to find uh, sites to build their data collection uh, facilities on. And they wanted to get out of this contract, but there was a provision in the contract whereby if they did withdraw from the contract and reneged on their end, Amazon would be on the hook for $100 million owed to Amy Sterner Nelson's husband's company. And they wanted to get out of that. But the only way they could do that, Sam, here's the important point, is if they could find that Amy Sterner Nelson's husband had committed a felony. Under those conditions and only under those conditions could Amazon get out of the contract and uh, not be obligated to, to pay the $100 million penalty plus what they owed Amy Sterner Nelson's husband in order to do so. So what they did, the Department of Justice kept trying to get Amy Sterner Nelson's husband to admit that he had committed a felony, which he had not. He had done nothing. This was all just a sting operation on the part of Amazon through the Department of Justice. So through uh, the Freedom of Information Act, they found out eventually that Amazon was in fact behind uh, their efforts to try to get Amy Sterner Nelson's husband to admit that he had committed a crime so that um, Amazon could be off the hook for that $100 uh, million provision in the contract. And we'll continue on the other side of the break. Yes, we will. Ladies and gentlemen, Stan Bushman, Chris Carlson, breaking it down just for you, folks. we got a whole lot coming up. Hang tight. Hard-hitting talk straight ahead on your radio. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, 
where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carlson on your radio. We're talking about this scandal where the government, along with and in bed with Amazon, can literally destroy your life, Chris. Yeah, and one thing I failed to mention, they actually, and this this is all about civil asset forfeiture, Sam, and you've talked about it ad nauseum on your show. This is a criminal, criminal act perpetrated by uh, legal letter authorities. Uh, against the uh, constitutional rights of the American people, Sam. And that's what they used for justification when they seized the Nelson's bank accounts. Not only did they do that, listen to this. They actually seized uh, the Nelson's lawyer's uh, trust account, which I don't even know if they can do that. I mean, that's kind of like a third-party seizure that they did. But they are Amazon and they are using the Department of Justice. And nowadays, it seems like the Department of Justice and the FBI can do whatever they dang well please, Sam. And nobody seems to be too much opposed to it, at least not to the degree that anything changes. So they I did think that. people are opposed to it, just like they're opposed to the criminal IRS. But very few people have the integrity and the guts and the intestinal fortitude to speak out against them and call them criminals like I am. Most folks are afraid and they'll just get crushed, Chris. See, the IRS yep. has already taken my house. The IRS and thugs have already taken everything they could and almost turned me into a street urchin. Okay? And I fought those suckers and won, so I'm not afraid of those clowns. They're yeah. criminal, they're evil, they're satanic, and I get it. But I'm telling you right now, and if enough of us stand up uh, and fight them in the proper way, their days are over because they're unconstitutional. They're a criminal enterprise. And I'm not afraid to say it. I'll fight these goons for the rest of my life. Because they literally destroyed my life. I had a family, me, my wife, children, and we were almost homeless because of those goons. Okay? They have no right to do what they do. They're judge, jury, and executioner. They're criminal, and it needs to stop. 
And the only way it's going to stop is when enough, enough Americans stand up and call a halt to the con game. Uh, I don't know how many people well, are as bold as I am on this, but very few, Chris. Well, and you, yeah, you have suffered a lot more because of your political positioning and than I have, and it, maybe it, I should be concerned. <laughs> maybe my time's coming, Sam. I hope not, but whatever the case may be, I will stand firm uh, squarely in the corner of the constitutional principles upon which this country was founded. Anyway, getting back to the story. So they finally, they didn't know when the DOG was, DOJ was coming after them. They didn't know for months that, that the Amazon was behind all this, was driving it. So when they found out, they reached out to Amazon personally because they had worked with Amazon. Um, Amy's uh, husband was a real estate agent finding locations to build their data collection facilities throughout the nation. And um, he hadn't been paid one penny, by the way, for his services. So they finally taught, uh, reached out directly to Amazon. You know what Amazon told them? They told them that they wouldn't even talk to um, Amy's husband unless he first pled guilty to a felony. Wow. Of course, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. But what Amazon failed to uh, inform the DOJ of for a long time until they were forced to, that they had broken that $60,000 contract with Amy Sterner Nelson's husband and were liable for the $100 million. Did I say $60,000? I meant $60 million. Anyway, all these numbers are in millions, by the way. Amazon went to the DOJ over 100 times. Now, they had retained Keith Alexander. I don't know if that name rings a bell. He was the former head of the NSA that lobbied for Amazon. Amazon was paying Keith Alexander, a former NSA chief, to lobby for them uh, to the DOJ. So Amazon Web Services were awarded, <clears throat> by the way, a 10 we talked about that $10 billion dollar contract with the NSA. I'm sure they have nothing to do with the fact that they had retained Alexander Keith or Keith Alexander as their lobbyist. It had nothing to do with that. They were just probably the best uh, bid that they had gotten. Anyway, going back to the story, they hired a former district attorney from the Eastern District of Virginia, which is a conflict of interest because that um, district attorney was a former DOJ employee, as you know. They even hired a press agent. Who does that? Well, people know that you know good press you know tends to bring good results, legally speaking. They told the attorney and the DOJ that they had paid Amy Sterner Nelson sixty million dollars. That was a lie. They paid Amy Sterner Nelson's uh, real estate uh, contractor, her husband, zero. They didn't pay him a penny, but they lied about that. Uh, they went after Amy Sterner Nelson's husband's assets because assets, and here's the point I want to make. If you don't get any other point from this discussion, Sam, get this point. Do you know why they go after the assets? And this is, this is what Amy Sterner Nelson said on the Glenn Black Beck show that she was interviewed on. She said, they go after your assets because assets have no constitutional protections. That's, that's, that's the why. reason they go after your assets, because they know that they don't have to obey due process or the rule of law. Uh, and that's the problem. Uh, the, the reason they go after your assets like that, though, is because what they hope to do is strip you of any ability to fight back. Yes. Yes, that's an important aspect of this. All right, now here's yes. how Amy explains this. Uh, the Glenn Beck interview with her was like 14 minutes long. We took a little clip that really articulates this point. Here it is. So 
the government, it's such a strange process. It goes back to the time of pirates. But when the government seizes your money and they don't charge you with a crime, they then have to sue your asset. So they sue your bank account. It's like U.S. versus $4,000 at Wells Fargo. And they do that because your assets don't have due process. So they can just avoid all due process. So the government here sued our bank accounts, went to the court, paused the case for six months, went to the court again, asked to pause it for six months. Judge said, judge said you only get four months this time. They wanted to pause it again, and it wasn't going to happen, so it was time to litigate. And it was time for the government to prove their case against the bank accounts. And instead of opting to prove the case, the government gave us the money back. Yep. And I was going to so let Chris go, but he's too silent, ladies and gentlemen. I'll oh. rock and roll and say this. Folks, think about this for a second. They sue your bank account because your bank account doesn't have due process. They do that to try to strip you of any ability to fight back. However, when you have gutsy people like Amy and her dear husband who will fight to the end, we win. Okay? They knew that they were wrong in doing this. They knew they had no authority to do this. They knew it was criminal, but they thought they could crush them. This is why when good, honest Americans stand up, we have liberty, Chris. Yeah, and they had the, – the, um, Nelson's had assets, which is good. If they had not had assets, they might have buckled under earlier and would have lost and would have had their livelihoods ruined because they would have been so deep into debt. But the DOJ knew that they had no case against the Nelsons. They finally gave up, and um, Amy Nelson is a lawyer. Uh, her husband, you know, he's no schmuck either. He's a real estate agent uh, that works international or nationally, I should say. So that that's a success story. But not all of them do in that way, Sam. We need to recognize that some people lose their livelihoods, they lose their reputations, they lose all their assets, and that's because we have this overbearing Department of Justice um, backed by unlimited funds, you know, through the Federal Reserve System under which we all toil. And we all struggle, and it's just getting worse. The FBI is on board, the NSA, all the uh, national security agencies are on board. They have unlimited funds, and uh, it needs to be reined in, ex post facto. We really need to get a hold on um, on this terrible situation. But that that's a good story. Um, well, you're right on every point there, Chris, and you're right. This is a criminal cabal, uh, and you're right to highlight uh, – this story this just shows how bad it's gotten in america folks and i know people are saying hey amy and her husband won and i think they did in the end but remember it's not an offensive win it's a defensive win and i don't mean to be rude with that but i mean to make an important point yes they won and i'm glad i'm grateful Without them standing up, uh, they would have lost big, and it would have been a uh, more steamroller of, of this asset forfeiture, criminal or civil. They do both of them. The reason they go for seminal or sin, wow, the reason they go for civil as opposed to criminal yes. oftentimes is criminal has a much higher bar of provability. And so the government chooses civil, and then they sue your asset, which means they just search absolutely circumvent due process. Now, I personally believe when that's done, people should be literally guilty of treason. To intentionally do that is to declare war on Americans. Okay? You literally know full well that they don't have due process, 
that they don't have a jury of their peers, that they don't have all the protections the founders gave their lives for when you sue the asset, when you play games like this and strip them of their ability to fight back. It's literally warfare. Okay, they call it lawfare when it's warfare using the law, but this is financial lawfare, asset lawfare, when they strip you of your assets. It's criminal and people should be literally given the death penalty for this until it stops. Hang tight. we got a whole lot more in seconds on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. The Pentagon is keeping a close eye on a Chinese surveillance balloon slowly flying over the U.S. The DOD also confirms a second similar balloon is moving across Latin America, but it's not expected to enter U.S. airspace. China claims the balloon floating over the central U.S. is used for weather research and had blown off course. The Pentagon says it poses no threat, but there is concern it may have gathered data on underground ballistic missiles in Montana and Wyoming. Freezing winds are sweeping across the northeastern United States. Officials are activating emergency plans for the potentially deadly cold. Wind chill as cold as 32 below zero will hit much of the region. Some 15 million people are under wind chill warnings. A sixth officer involved in the fatal beating death of Tyree Nichols has been fired by the department. Memphis police saying the officer violated department policy. Democrats in Iowa and New Hampshire are not happy with the party's plan to change the order of the presidential primaries next year. Here's Rich Johnson. To those who say it's more about tourism dollars than politics, DNC Chair Jamie Harrison responds. If being first doesn't mean as much, why are people fighting so hard to have it? Harrison says some of the most loyal Democrats, blacks and Latinos, get an opportunity, just like everybody else, to have a say in terms of, and an early say in terms of determining who's going to be the most powerful person on the face of this planet. The new plan would make South Carolina the first Democratic primary state, followed by New Hampshire, then Nevada. Georgia, and Michigan. The Republican National Committee recently voted to keep the Iowa caucuses first, followed by New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina. A fire continues to burn following a massive train derailment last night in eastern Ohio. Officials say more than 50 train cars were involved in the incidents near the Pennsylvania border. It is unclear what kind of freight the train was carrying. No injuries are reported, but people have been evacuated. This is USA News. Streaming only on Peacock. From the mind of Ryan Johnson, the writer-director of Knives Out. Miss Kale, you've got this gift. Always knowing the truth. I only know if something is a lie. The real trick of it is to figure out why. Natasha Leone is Charlie Kale. It wasn't an accident. I, I think there's been a murder. You watch too much Dateline. A new 10-part mystery series. Wolves on my fender. I gotta keep moving. I've been kind of a death magnet. Poker Face, streaming January 26th, only on Peacock. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-485-8801. 800-485-8801. That's 800-485-8801. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch.
If you're the good guys, then you get the Justice Department, the FBI, the CIA, the Amazons of the world, everybody at your throat until you stand up and win. God bless Amy and her husband for winning. Sadly, it was a defensive win. We need to start to go on the offense. But, ladies and gentlemen, while they attack good, honest, innocent, let me say that again, good, honest, innocent Americans, they let the criminals go. Here's the proof, Chris. Okay. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, so the, and, and I just want to add one thing about uh, Amy Nelson. We, we said that she had won, but you said, yeah, but it was a defensive victory. And I agree because, you know, they, they still paid lots of money for lawyers. And they spend a lot of time uh, presenting their case to the DOJ and then eventually to Amazon. So it was a defensive win for them. And they did lose in the sense that you'll never get that time back. You'll never get that money back. And it probably aged them quite a bit. I just wanted to end on that. So now let's transition to uh, Bernie Madoff. And his full name is Bernie Madoff with $64 billion, with a B, not million this time of innocent victims money and um mark skousen now we all know joel skousen we talk about joel a lot we use a lot of the material that he compiles in his world affairs brief and i give him thanks that's for that because, because his long form reporting is matchless ladies and gentlemen worldaffairsbrief.com to get your weekly delivery in your inbox and your subscription today joel skousen worldaffairsbrief.com go ahead chris yes sir but Joel has actually another famous brother called Mark Skousen, who is a nationally recognized economist. And Mark Skousen uh, collaborates sometimes with his brother in material that uh, Joel puts in his briefs. And uh, Mark Skousen was um, at a conference. It's called the Partners in Business Conference at the Utah State University, which is about uh, 100 miles from where we are now, Sam. And um, he was amazed at what he heard. What he heard, I should say, from an SEC, a former SEC accountant who is currently uh, jockeying for a position at the head of the SEC. The, the name of this accountant, former accountant, is not mentioned, but he spent almost an hour talking about all the SEC's great accomplishments. So I'll just word for word what Joel Skousen um, writes. Actually, this is his brother, Mark Skousen. So Mark Skousen conveyed this information to his brother, and he says, um, they, they, he, he spoke for almost an hour, but there was no mention made about the Bernie Madoff scandal. Um, needless to say, I was incensed. After his talk, he took questions, and I asked, I'm amazed that in your entire talk, you never once mentioned the biggest scandal in SEC history and the biggest financial fraud ever committed on Wall Street. It is, be, is it because you are too embarrassed to talk about it? Do you think that investors who lost money in the Madoff scandal should have the right to sue the SEC for negligence? The SEC man looked shaken and visibly upset, of course, because he knew that Mark Skousen was right. He strongly defended the SEC and said that he had sacrificed his salary to work for the SEC he probably did. He was probably like an, an investor on Wall Street making millions of dollars, and he condescended to serve in the, uh, the American people in the SEC. That's just my sideline. And the SEC gets hundreds of letters about potential fraud cases and can't police them all. 
But the SEC does a highly competent job for the American people. So that's the SEC man's response to Mark Skousen's criticism that he had spoken for almost an entire hour about how wonderful a job the SEC is doing to protect the American people. But not once, once Sam, did he mention Bernie Madoff, which is the biggest scandal in SEC history. By the way, as a sideline, I just would like to say the SEC is an entirely unconstitutional organization. They make uh, yes. Let's shut it laws. down, ladies and gentlemen. Shut that criminal enterprise down. Yeah, they make it. They make laws. See, the Constitution only allows one government entity at the federal level to make laws, and as you and I both know, that's Congress. But we have these um, these cabinet level administrations like the SEC. Um, like the Environmental Protection Agency, Department of Education, who makes laws that literally have the force of law, unfortunately, uh, for hapless American citizens that they can use against you. Just like we talked about um, um, Amy Nelson, you know, in the DOJ. Anyway, so going on, he says um, he made no attempt to express, express sympathy for the victims of the Madoff crimes, 64 billion dollars worth of fraud or what changes the sec had made because of its massive failure when i brought up harry marco marcopolis i guess uh he wrote a book called nobody would listen about how um marcopolis repeatedly warned the boston and new york offices of the sec about madoff's ponzi schemes he was silent so I'm surprised that Bernie Madoff actually ended up in jail, Sam, because if, I guess it was just the magnitude of the crime that he had perpetrated, $64 billion. Yeah, but let me stop you for a second and remind you, a lot of times they make big show of these people going to jail. But oftentimes yes. they're let out of jail, they're let run around, do whatever they want, their jail sentences are cushy and soft. So, And where do I get that? Jeffrey Epstein, you know, the criminal... Um, pedophile that got convicted that hung out with bill clinton and donald trump and everybody else yes. right mm-hmm. all right that guy uh, went to jail but yet you know what he was um literally out with an ankle monitor even when he was supposed to be in jail uh and uh, yeah. i guess seduced and was involved with little girls even while <laughs> out on his own what recognizes or whatever you okay and then after he yeah. gets out of jail all these big wig thugs continue to reward him with incredible finance uh and, and so it didn't hurt him to go to jail at all so yes they you know peddle that to the public but most of the time it yes isn't no real. that's a good point chris yes and this this, this author of this book uh he, he apparently warned and warned and warned apparently i think the SEC could no longer ignore his warnings, and it became uh, such a public issue, and the public had become more and more aware of it that they could no longer ignore it. Otherwise, I think to this day, they probably still would be ignoring Bernie Madoff's uh, Ponzi scheme. But they couldn't. They simply couldn't. And sometimes the Justice Department actually, or, or in this case, the SEC had to act. Uh, otherwise, their re- reputation would be damaged beyond repair. And that's the only reason I think that Bernie Madoff, by the way, he's dead now. I, I don't know if you heard that. He died in jail. So some yep. justice was administered. He but, died in jail. I'm SEC, sure it was a pretty cushy jail and pretty good circumstances, but th- there you go. You know, and that that's another aspect of it. You know, you, you, you mentioned Jeffrey Epstein, you know, how um, favorable the circumstances under which he was incarcerated. 
uh, well, he wasn't even incarcerated. He was on uh, house arrest, I guess, or under house monitoring or whatever. So Mark Skousen, good guy. I've never met him. I've read some of his um, information on his website. He, he finishes by saying this, Sam, bureaucracies rarely make apologies, only unless literally forced to do so by public, that is political, exposure. This is also true of churches, true of universities, true of media, and true of governments. I read, I read a long time ago where Solzhenitsyn, you know who he is, he wrote um, uh, Archip, uh, uh, there's a book he wrote, I'll think of it in a second. He wrote two short stories under the title, We Never Make Mistakes. This does not, doesn't just apply to the Soviet government. So that's right. So bureaucracies never churches. make apologies. Hold on, it applies to churches, institutions, uh, universities, governments, right? The media, mm-hmm. all these inside people, they never admit to these mistakes unless they are forced to uh, by the public. They just don't. Okay? Look at all the media lied about with regards to COVID. They're not admitting their lies. They're admitting facts now because they have to. The public's pushed back too hard, but they're not apologizing for their uh, abuse at all. No, because... Because there's a certain percentage of the population who, no matter how much evidence is presented against them, they will still believe just because they worship government like an idol god. So they can't admit fault because gods don't admit fault, right? <laughs> so, oh, Gulag Archipelago is the, the book that uh, Solzhenitsyn wrote. Uh, it's a very good book, I hear. I haven't read it yet. but Yeah, what like that really means something. is you and I, when we go to prison, we go to the Gulag. When some of these <laughs> clowns go to prison that are that are wealthy and deep state and uh, shadow government and everything else, they go to the uh, you know they go to the Ritz Carlton prison kind of a deal, and, and that's sadly a reality, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, um, and, I, and we're going to prove this with the Donald Trump piece here a little bit too. We want to talk about Donald Trump. He is is a clown. So you got the Securities and Exchange Commission. Why aren't they holding other people accountable like Bernie? Why aren't they holding people accountable like our criminal international enterprise discussions? But yet they're beating up on this little family with Amazon and the deep partnership. Well, they've got deep partnerships internationally. We'll talk about it. It started out with NAFTA and GATT. Turned out to be a disaster. Then they replaced it with even a bigger disaster. And Donald was at the helm. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Live and on your radio, folks, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson. So Bernie made off with the cash, went to Ritz-Carlton Prison. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a tragic reality, folks. But Donald Trump, folks, you know, on one hand says he's America first, and to some degree he is, but he's duped by the cabal as well, or he's involved. I'm not sure which, but here's the point to make, Chris. Yeah, so the USMCA is one of... Uh, Donald Trump's crowning achievements, you know, conservatives laud him for uh, negotiating this trade agreement that's just the best of ever. And it gives, you know, America all these advantages and, you know, we're all going to win as a result. What they didn't bother to do and what Donald Trump apparently did not bother to do, Sam, is to actually read the document. Because in the document are all sorts of um, of uh, provisions that uh, provide for the deep state to um, – introduce transgender rights into our sovereign society to uh, to force collective bargaining on people that uh, may or may not want to uh, enter into collective bargaining. Uh, the creation of a regional government, which is, has been their goal for many, many years, and the establishment of a free trade commission, which is not under our constitution. We cannot convey rights or powers to uh, foreign governments, in this case, an international government. And uh, it, it forces dispute settlements um, away from uh, United States sovereign entities uh, to the World Trade Organization. So all of these things. Um, now, I've got a video. Did, did we want to play that? Or do we have yeah, that? Yeah, we don't have up, that, Sam. We don't have that. Okay. We'll just talk about it. So the John, yeah, the John Birch Society doing a great job as usual. You know they compile. So go to the John Birch um, JBS.org and, and listen to that. I don't have the details on that, but it's just it's just a, another example of how Donald Trump was so proud of of this crowning achievement that he, the USMCA, uh, United States, Mexico, Canada, and America. Um, I think that's what it stands for, USMCA. Um, and it's just full of globalist provisions that are going to help merge us into a world government. And, uh, you know, without the video, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about that. I've got a little uh, bit. Sort of, I've got a little bit for you on this. Look, Trump, basically the USMCA was supposed to be a replacement for NAFTA and GATT. 
mm-hmm. especially for NAFTA. And the idea was we're going to get out of this criminal uh, failure and we're going to go ahead and stand for America. Well, that was the big deception, folks. It doesn't stand for America. It's full of globalist fine print, ladies and gentlemen. It's full of sovereignty betraying language. Okay? Remember how Donald Trump bragged about these provisions of NAFTA and GATT and said, hey, we're going to work on this. It's going to be awesome. It's not a wonderful thing at all. Uh, It basically took us from the frying pan into the fire. Some things were better in it that he could focus on and tout, but many things in it were much, much worse. See? Uh, And you wonder, listen carefully to me, you wonder if this Chinese spy balloon discussion relates. You say, Sam, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Well, if we work on these agreements with Mexico and Canada and become a, quote, American Union, and then they've got the European Union, and they go back to Davos and the World Economic Forum, what agreements have been agreed to between Don and Joe uh, behind the scenes that we don't even know about now that maybe the agreement is, hey, China can violate our airspace with impunity. Now you say, Sam, that's just conjecture. You don't have any evidence of that. No, I don't. In a factual evidence case. But I have circumstantial evidence. Listen to this. Chinese spy balloon can maneuver, will stay in U.S. for a few days, Pentagon says. So they had a press conference. The Pentagon said, hey, it's fine. Don't worry about it. This thing we're going to allow it to maneuver around wherever it wants, and we're going to go ahead and just let it be here. It's going to be here for the next several days. Now, how would they know that? (laughs) Maybe they've been talking to the Chinese, and the Chinese and the Americans are like, look, we're doing uh, weather manipulation, and or we're doing reconnaissance on the American people, and the Americans want the Chinese to do the spying so that they can claim, mm, what, immunity? They're not responsible? They didn't do it? But because of international law and international trade agreements, and agree- how do you know that they're not literally doing this on behalf of the American government in the first place? Whether they are or not, I don't know, but I know this. They have absolute cooperation. The Pentagon literally comes out and says, hey, that balloon can maneuver. And it will be here for several, well, for a few more days. How do they, I don't understand how they can make a claim like that. Unless they're not giving you the whole skinny, the whole story. But these agreements smack of this. And you can say, Sam, you just don't have evidence. Evidence. You're just making conspiratorial claims that aren't true. Oh, yeah? All right. Why don't you then tell me what relationship we have with the communist nation of China? One, on the face of it, they're our most favored nation trading partner. Two, we claim that TikTok is so dangerous that it's got to be outlawed. Three, we say the balloon's just fine and it can maneuver freely and it can stay here and it's just a weather balloon. But by golly, Americans are suffering minus 60 temperatures. Unprecedented, record-breaking, global freezing. But we're going to call it climate change there. And we're going to, okay. And then we say it'll just be here for, for a few days. It can maneuver, no problem. Now it's happening to Canada and Mexico. I'm sorry, Canada and the United States there. Will it go to Mexico? We better watch the balloon. Remember, the government in the United States says the communist Chinese party balloon is free to maneuver. It'll be here for a few days. 
Well, where will it go after that then? American government, since you know so much, where will it go after that to Mexico? Wow. Do you got a trade agreement? Now another balloons down there in Latin America. What will it do? Will it come up? How many countries are involved? Are these international agreements related? Does Davos come into play? Does the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and crew have anything to do with it? I don't have factual knowledge, but I know what they say in their Davos meetings because I have friends, dear friends, that go there and report. Alex Newman is one of them who literally has been to these conferences and is reported live on this program from those conferences. So if you people think that I'm all just full of conjecture, you go study the words of Klaus Schwab. You go study the words of some of these clowns, Adam Weissop of yesteryear at the Federal Reserve. All right. You go study the words of the uh, crime syndicate families. Uh, What are they? You know, there's uh, the Rothschilds. I can keep going, right? Goldman Sachs. We can Adam Schiff. The Warburg. The Warburg. We can keep going. Okay. This is nothing new. But Donald, even if he doesn't mean to. He is carrying their ball for them with his globalist fine print USMCA agreement. I don't know if he realizes what he's done or not. See, that's the problem is you can never know where Donald really is on this. Is he one of us and he got duped? Well, or is he really involved? See, Chris, if the evidence has anything to say for it, Donald Trump is squarely on the side of China and I can prove it. Okay. You remember all the rhetoric that he was spewing about, you know, we need to even our trade balance with China. Guess what? And uh, a friend of ours, uh, Tim Alders, was actually, this is what triggered this research on my part. He said, well, at least Donald Trump uh, leveled the playing field as far as our trade de- deficit with China. As soon as he said that, I went out and researched, and we talked about this uh, before on the show, Sam. Under Donald Trump, as compared to the last four years of Barack Obama's presidency, we actually worsened our trade deficit with China over that, that four-year period that Donald Trump was in office. Yet if you ask the average Donald Trump MAGA supporter, they would say, oh, no, he, he improved our trade balance with China. He did not. I have government Everything you say is proven. factual. Everything you say is factual, but that doesn't necessarily mean he did it on purpose. He surrounded no. himself with deep state operatives. And the reason I know that is my dear friend Patrick Burns, who has been on this radio program many times, sat down with Trump and told him that these voting machines were criminal and that they had software on them. He told uh, Donald to seize some of the machines before the election took place to prove the point so that it wouldn't be a, a um, well, you're just sour grapes because you lost the election discussion. And um, Rudy Giuliani was there with my friend Patrick Burns and Donald Trump. And Patrick Burns tells this story personally. And he says, uh, I talked him into this, told him the story. Rudy Giuliani talked him out of it. Now, the problem that we have is we don't know if he's just surrounded by deep state people and he falls for it every time. He's lost the art of the deal, so to speak. Or if he's really on the side of the bad guys. We don't know that for a fact. (laughs) That's the problem, right? That's the problem. But it really shouldn't matter at this point. I mean, we we need somebody who will implement constitutional principles, and whether out of ignorance Amen. or out of willfulness 
or out of whatever motive he has, if this guy can't get the job done, he can't get the job done. He is not qualified to be president of the United well, States. I will now never... Donald Trump attacks Ron DeSantis just for thinking about running. We don't even know if DeSantis is thinking about it, but there's people speculating that he might be pushing for him to do so and anything else. So Donald Trump goes on the offensive now. Trump labels DeSantis a real globalist in latest tirade. Wow, Donald. Okay. Now, I'm not saying DeSantis is not a deep state globalist, but I am saying, so we're supposed to believe that Ron is and Don's not? Good luck with that clown logic, people. I I think all this is being orchestrated, Sam. It's just too convenient for the left, for us to be bickering amongst ourselves. I say we. I'm not part of this. I divorced myself from both parties 22 years ago, as you well know. But it, it makes conservatives in general look bad when there's more bickering amongst ourselves than there is in the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party seems to always be unified on the issues, don't they? Yet the Republicans... Yeah, and they the can opposite. raise money and put together plans and advance their agenda. They move the ball on the chains, to use a put football term, because uh, the Super Bowl's coming up, don't you know? They move the ball with chains pretty well, uh, while we just run around as clowns and drop the ball and get confused and fight and... Uh, we get ejected from the game, and all these stupid things happen to us. Uh, we can't raise enough money to, uh, you know, keep this radio program alive uh, without personal family sacrifice from my family. Because hey, nobody has the guts to donate. They all have their reasons why they would if they could, but they can't, so they won't. Uh, logic, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. You're doing the best you can, and we appreciate your sacrifice, Sam. You are a true American hero. Well, and I don't mean to set myself up as more important than everybody else. I look at this Amy and her husband and and, and, and a lot of these people who, uh, you know what, they've taken the lumps too. Uh, it's The problem is there's too few of us, and that's my point. My point isn't that I'm more important than anybody else. My point is that there's way too few of us. Yeah. And until yep, we get enough of us, you will not see a change. And that's the reason that I bring it up. Yep, until the Gideon's Army principle is implemented. But we may suffer a lot between now and then. Don't worry, though. I'll stay like John the Baptist out in the wilderness, and I'll yell and scream and stand for God, family, and country uh, until the Savior comes. I'm not equivalent to John the Baptist. I'm just saying I take a page out of that playbook and will continue my duty. Speaking of duty, Chris, finish up, buddy. Without God, we cannot win. Sam, with God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>